0: to Tales of Panem, a Hunger Games podcast. My name is Claire, my pronouns are she, her, and I'm glad to have you all joining me this week. Make sure to check out my social media, which is at Tales of Panem on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok for updates, episode information, and more. Before I get started, I wanted to address that we do officially have a trailer for The Ballad of Songbirds and Steaks. I am going to be discussing it in detail next week uh, when I'm back to talking about the book, but I just wanted to mention it because i of course, feel insane about it. And I have a lot to say. Um, But this week is the first week of the month, which means this week's episode is a character study episode. And this one is going to be about Alma Coyne. And I did intentionally wait to do her until we had started Ballad. I was planning to be further along in it, but then obviously I took a few weeks off. Um, But it's fine because I do, I am, I'm really going to be emphasizing like the connections between her and Snow, the parallels in their characters, or similarities. Um, and so I, I do like that we're doing that at a time. And we're also talking about Snow a bunch because we're reading a whole book about him. Um, but I'm going to start with my little spiel, who this person is. Um, Alma Coyne was the president of District 13. She led the second rebellion against the Capitol, using Katniss as the Mockingjay to rally the support of the other districts. After the war, she named herself the interim president of Panem, hoping to officially be granted the role in the following election. However, at what is intended to be President Snow's execution, Katniss kills Coin instead, believing her to be responsible for her sister's death. And my opening quote, I don't need to say that it's from Mockingjay because she's only in Mockingjay, uh, but it is and it says and now coin with her fist full of precious nukes and her well-oiled machine of a district finding it's even harder to groom a mockingjay than to catch one but she has been the quickest to determine that i have an agenda of my own and am therefore not to be trusted she has been the first to publicly brand me as a threat um, which is a lot of what i want to talk about with coin is sort of her like her strategy her kind of like master plan that she's got going on because it's very clear from the first moment that we meet her that she has a plan Of her own, she has motives of her own beyond just doing what's best for the country, and that is obviously immediately concerning to Katniss because, like, there, like, there is clearly like sort of of an ulterior motive for like why she is leading and fighting so hard for this rebellion. And Katniss spends like the entire novel kind of trying to piece together what it is, but she also has a lot of her own stuff going on. Doesn't have time to sit around and think about what Coin is up to all the time, Um, but she does you know slowly slowly piece that together and even by the end it's like we, we kind of have figured out who coin is but there's still a lot of question a lot of mystery and a lot of that comes from it all being told through katniss's point of view is that she doesn't really have all the answers either which i love but let's talk about coins like before we even meet her in mockingjay so we learn in we learn in the films that she actually had a husband and a daughter who were killed Um, in this like pox epidemic that happened in district 13 where basically like a a lot of children got sick and a lot of people got sick and that's why there's like not that many children in district 13 because a lot of people were also made like infertile by this um this disease but her family did canonically get killed during that so that is you know the biggest like hint we have as to like what her past was like but we don't know a lot about like her rise to power like what she did before she, started, we don't know a lot about her, which I personally really like. I think it's important that she remains kind of a mystery even up until the end. But I do like that. We got those little tidbits of information about her because it helps to just like contextualize the kind of person that she is. But let us talk about like, what does she want? Because I mean, it's, it's very clear. She wants power, right? Like that is her whole thing. And, like, even from the beginning, it's, like, okay, we don't know just, like, to what extent she is willing to go for this and, like, how bad it's gonna get. But, like, she wants power and she wants control. And that is why she never likes Katniss because she, and Boggs even says to her, it's, like, she doesn't like anybody or anything that she can't control. And Katniss is a person who, like, very much cannot be controlled. Like, she is incredibly stubborn she never follows orders like that is the whole thing in mockingjay she learns that like her greatest weakness as a soldier is that she never listens she ne- does not follow orders and it's something that we as readers have known about her from like literally the first page <laughs> like it's very- it's a huge part of her character but it's why snow or er, coin sees her as a threat and it's why coin coin actually wanted peeta rescued from the arena which i think is very interesting um because PETA, here's the thing, I don't think that it's necessarily that PETA is, like, easily controlled, but he doesn't have the same history of, like, quote-unquote acting out that Katniss does, you know, like, Katniss has become known for never listening, PETA, PETA is strategic in it, like, he will do what he is told if it's going to protect, most of the time, Katniss, like, the reason that he says the stuff that he says while he's in the Capitol, aside from the fact that, like, they're actively torturing him and hijacking him is also that he is he's clearly still trying to protect Katniss. And so he would have done the same for Coin if if like it meant keeping her safe and keeping like the people who love safe. So again, I don't think that it's that like she could have controlled him so easily. And also it's based entirely on her perception of him and she does she's never actually met him. She doesn't know him. She's only knows what she has seen from like the games, the victory tour, the interviews through like the stuff that she can actually access through the media but yeah she never liked Katniss she doesn't like that she refuses to listen she hates that Katniss comes to her with a list of demands for being the Mockingjay like she hated that and she didn't want to accept them even though like the demand of like hey could we maybe not like punish these victors for treason because they're like actively being tortured and and doing whatever they can to survive like should not be an insane ask but coin and this is also a way that she's very similar to snow also is very like punishment oriented like we see this one of the biggest examples probably is when we is when Katniss finds her prep team in district 13 and they're being like literally tortured for stealing some bread um and they're they brand new there. They don't know all the, like, rules and laws of District 13 because there's a lot of them. And it's very clear that, like, Coin intended for this to happen, like, that she had a major hand in this, and it was probably her direct order even. Um, and same thing with, like, yeah, she definitely would want, like, the victors punished for the stuff they say when they're in the Capitol, um, which obviously it's, like, they don't really have a choice. Um, and that's what Katniss's whole point is and again like she is the one to present the idea of the symbolic hunger games at the end she specifically makes a point to say that it was her idea not plutarch not anybody else it was her idea um and it is a, a means of punishing like the the capital and the people that are still alive and again this is very similar to snow i mean like the entire system that he upholds as president is built around punishing the districts for what they did during the war and it goes back even further than him, um, but that's valid spoilers, so we're not quite there yet, um, but yeah, and then I think that, you know, there's a lot of people who are, like, a coin was arguably worse than Snow because she pretended to be a good person, but, like, I think that it's just that, that Coin is to like District 13 and the rebels what Snow is to the capital. Like the people at the Capitol like love and adore Snow. And he's like a huge part of his character. And this is something that we see a lot too in Ballad is that he's like, he's charming. He's handsome. He is persuasive. He, I mean, he's manipulative too, but that's a separate conversation. But people actually like him. And obviously in the districts, everyone hates him. But like, those are the people he's trying to fool into thinking that he's a great guy. That would be like districts one and two, and then the capital citizens themselves, who all like worship him. Um and so like he is he is very much doing the same thing as Coin. It's just that we're on a different side of it. Like we are getting this all from the perspective of not just the districts, but Katniss Everdeen and District 12, who have suffered more than most at the hands of the Capitol and a snow. So like we know right from the beginning that snow is bad. But Coin is, like, we're getting it from this perspective of Candice, who's not fully on her side, but is on the side of the rebels, and is surrounded by people who believe in the rebellion, and therefore believe in coin, and are, like, following her leadership, and so we don't immediately see that, but it is very much, she uses very similar strategies of getting people to, like, listen and follow her, although she just, use, I mean, she does have, like, that charismatic aspect, but I don't think that I would necessarily describe her as charismatic like it's not a like defining trait for her but I mean she had to become president of 13 somehow you know people are very much willing to follow her and and do genuinely respect her like it's not like everyone's just sitting around being like oh she's the worst she's evil like we all know this so like when it gets to the end and you realize like these horrible things she has done and is willing to do it's it's a little shocking. I mean, there's a big step between, like, okay, maybe she has a little bit of an agenda of her own to, like, if she willingly is going to murder children. Um, you know, there's there's a leap to be taken there, but it's not completely, like, out of left field. And it's also, you know, but it, the fact that, it come, that it's revealed like that as opposed to Snow, who just, like, is the antagonist for the entire series. But I don't think, I don't know. Like, it's, you know, it's not necessarily we need to sit down and be like, Snow was more evil or Coin was more evil because, like, they're they're supposed to be the same. I mean, like, I think I talked about this when we first started reading and J, but it's, like, two sides of the same coin. Her name is Coin. She's the opposite side of the coin to Snow, but they're actually kind of the same. And it's this whole, like, internal monologue that Katniss has during the symbolic Hunger Games vote scene of, like, nothing is ever going to change because we're nev- we're not like, the new leader we have now, Coin is no better than Snow, and is willing to literally do the same things that he did. Exactly. Like, the, the symbolic Hunger Games, that's, is that not exactly what the capital was doing? Because it literally is. And so I, yeah, they're, like, literally supposed to be, like, different variations of the same person, of the same character. And that's why, I like, it's so, so fascinating to me, because Coin kind of keeps herself like in the shadows like the other rebels know who she is but the Capitol doesn't know that she's a leader of the rebellion until after Katniss is thought to be dead and she gets on the air and is like I'm President Alma Coin, the leader of the rebellion and Snow's like I've never seen you before in my life which was obviously all a very intentional part of her plan you know she wanted Katniss to be the figurehead of the rebellion so that everything would fall on her all the attention all the like danger like Coin, yeah, I'm not saying she never took any risks for the rebellion, like she very much did. However, she was always back in district 13 in her bunker, not out there fighting, publicizing herself. It was always Katniss doing all of that. And so and I that was all very like calculated on her part, but that's why when we get to the end Snow is like, I never even was looking at Coin as the threat. I was so focused on you. And you were so focused on me. And then she swooped in here and took power. And that's like the, you know, that's her strat. That's her, that was her plan was like, 13 has a literal like nuclear arsenal. Like they have a lot of weapons and the Capitol's weapons are now all stationed in district two, which the rebels eventually overtook. That's like the big thing that happens in Jay. Anyway, um, and so, and then like, the capital and the districts aren't fighting each other and 13 is basically unaffected because yes the capital tries to bomb them that one time but they don't actually hit any major targets and they're all underground anyway so everyone is able to get to the bunker and be safe meanwhile the other districts are being bombed completely to dust and like no and like the zero, very few survivors like look what happened to district 12 district 8 undergoes undergoes a severe bombing like it's happening across the entire country but 13 are the ones who are unaffected and it's to their own like credit that they have built themselves in so well but also look at how they got there in the last war they had nuclear weapons as did the capital and it was basically a like if we fire ours they're going to fire theirs and the entire country is going to get destroyed so they made a deal with the capital that is the important part is that they made this deal of we are going to tell the country that 13 was destroyed and you guys can continue and they already had like these underground facilities kind of like ready to go and they were like you guys can move underground stay quiet and we will not destroy you and in return 13 wouldn't use their weapons and i think that part of that is the capital kind of hoping they would like die out but this was a very like calculated i've said the word calculated like a thousand times already but i'm going to keep saying it cuz it's a like huge part of coin's character is that nothing that she did was an accident and we're going to continue to talk about that cuz i'm going to talk about prim shortly here but like everything she did was extremely intentional and it's why she was almost success i mean she was successful until katniss killed her because again katniss was always the person she couldn't control and it ended up getting her killed, um but yeah, she like was going to be successful if it were not for kind of killing her. Like, she made herself like interim president of Panem. First of all, made no move to be like here is when an election was gonna ha- is gonna happen. She was like, people are too emotional for an election right now, so like I'm just gonna I'm gonna take on the burden of like being president for now. And so either that election would never happen, or she would wait until she knew that the outcome would be in her favor, which was also a thing that she was working on throughout the entire war. Was like okay once this ends, how am I going to swing this election in my favor? And Katniss is standing in the way of that, so how am I going to get rid of her? It's the same, like, reasons she sent Peeta to the Capitol, hoping that he would kill Katniss. Like, she she had served out her purpose to the rebellion at that point, and it's what Bog says to her, is, like, the one thing that you could do at this point that is actually going to, like, compel people to fight further is to die. And Coin is more than willing to let that happen, because it also helps her own agenda of, like, getting Katniss out of the way, because she's going to be a threat come an election. Because would Katniss have actually supported Coin in that? Probably not, because she didn't particularly like her, and also she did like Paler who was right there, and who does end up becoming president anyway. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I was gonna say something else, and I totally, totally forgot what it was. was. What was I talking about? I was talking about Snow kind of not paying attention to i don't know point is her whole strategy of just kind of sit back let the war happen do her part but like stay far away from all the actual fighting and then once the war is over the districts have been decimated the capitals destroyed there's many like much fewer the population is much lower than it was when this war started because like you know we're already in a dystopian society where a lot of the world's population has been wiped out and that is like a genuine concern that comes up multiple times during Mockingjay is like we have to be careful because we don't have an unlimited population here like we can't just go around killing whoever one because it's just like wrong like we shouldn't just be killing whoever we want but also because like we have to genuinely think about like we need enough people left after this war to like maintain an entire country. And it was a real concern that that might not be the case, but they, and then, you know, once all that is said and done, coin is like, Oh, here I am. I have a nuclear arsenal. I am the leader of this rebellion, even though a lot of people didn't even know who I was until right now. I'm now the interim president of Panem and will soon be the permanent president. If you all vote for me, which you should. And if you don't, it'll be a problem, (laughs) like, and that was her, like, big strategy, um, but it was also to keep everyone so focused on Katniss that they never saw that she was also a threat until it was too late, basically, and also it's keeping, she keeps things very, like, secretive, like, her plans are very, very neat to know, like, that whole thing is, like, at the end when Katniss is trying to determine if it was actually her that killed Prim, it's, like, no, because, like, how many people would have had to know about this, and then she thinks about it, and it's, like, probably not that many like they could have kept that really really tight circle like she very much had an inner circle but a lot of times the inner circle was like just her and plutarch and sometimes it was just her like she could keep those things under wraps and no one would ever be able to find out the truth and even at the end katniss can't really find out the truth she the only thing she has to go on is like coins or snow's word which is like okay great the literal like Antagonist of the series, evil, evil man who actively kills children all the time. Oh, he's he said she did it. Oh, okay, guess I'll trust him. And then she has just her own assessment of Coin, which you know she doesn't. She has a pretty good idea of what kind of person Coin is, but it's the symbolic Hunger Games thing that really solidifies it. Because at that point, it's like, does it even like it matters to Katniss? Obviously, if Coin is the one who killed Prim, because like that's her sister, but also in terms of, like, doing what's right for the country, it doesn't really matter, because, like, there is no way we can let Coin be the next president, and she knows that, and so at the end of the day, like, yes, it is a bit about revenge, you know, but she also wants her revenge on Snow still, even if he's not the one who actively killed Prim, like, look at everything that's led up to it, look at everything else that's happened or look what he did to PETA, like, she wants revenge on Snow too, but in that moment, it's even less about revenge and more about what is actually going to be best for the country? And this takes me back to my fun little "I'm with the Mockingjay" rant that I can't get started on again because I'll talk for literally ever. But it is her last act as Mockingjay. Anyway, this episode isn't about Katniss though. But like, isn't it? Isn't everything about Katniss? I mean, like, it's her. It's her series. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm I'm going down the like "I'm with the Mockingjay" thing, and I can't do it. I already ranted about that in my Haymitch Abernathy episode to this day. both my longest episode and also my favorite, um, obviously, but anyway, while we're, while we're nearing the subject of Prim, um, here's the thing about Prim's death, is that it goes past, like, whose bombs were these, whatever, the fact that, like, why was Prim even on the front lines in the first place, okay, she is, she's not even 14 years old yet, and I know that she is a very skilled doctor, like skill wise, I think that she is absolutely qualified to be there. However, she's a child and there is no scenario in which District 13 should have been putting her on the front lines at all. And Katniss works through this and is like, okay, well, for her to be out there, you know, and and Grimm would have wanted to go is the thing. But like, that doesn't mean that she should have been allowed to, because she is so, so young. And there's a difference between like, being there helping the troops and like literally she was in the city circle like she was on the front lines and so Candace kind of works it out as like okay someone very high up would have had to approve this position for her and who is the only person who would do that coin like why would anyone else do that no like even the people that care about Prim Enough to know how badly she wants to be there, would still be like, No, girl, like, we're not gonna let something terrible happen to you. Okay, you're too young, period. Coin is the only one who you can reasonably think would have justified that. So even if it wasn't her bombs, whatever, like, Prim was still there because of her. She allowed Prim to be out there risking her life. And the reason why she would do that is very, very clear because she needs to control Katniss. And what better way to control her than to essentially, like, I guess like neutralize her basically by like taking away the thing that means the most to her in the world. And so she'll be left like in pieces and the last thing on her mind is going to be your stupid election. But Katniss is also very smart. And also I don't think Coin necessarily counts on her going to see Snow and getting this from him and actually listening. But she does listen because like while it is Snow, he is also making points of that like Coin absolutely... Would do something like this and like had the means and the motivations to do it, and so that is why she doesn't just like dismiss what he says. She actually like takes it into account, and so and coin and like Snow does make a very and I'll kind of save this for my closing quote. Spoilers for the closing quote, um, (laughs) but coin or Snow does make a very accurate assessment of Coin, which is that like she saw her path to power and she took it, and like it's like what I'm saying with her kind of, like, standing back, watch the Capitol and the districts destroy each other, and then step in with her weapons and her supporters to take control at the end, and then do whatever she has to to keep it, aka propose the idea of another Hunger Games, and you know that if the victors had voted against that, she would have just come up with something else as equal, equally as terrible, like, and so Snow was absolutely correct in his basically, like, summary of what her plan was um and like we can clearly see it once you like step back and really think about it but yeah whatever happened with those bombs she still sent prim out there likely hoping she would die and there is evidence even before that to back it up like the fact that she sent pita into the capital to kill katniss and also like complete disregard for the fact that Peta should not have been in an active war zone when he was recovering from like severe torture and brainwashing because she doesn't actually care about any of them. She never cared about Katniss beyond what she could do from a military perspective. And that is a theme we see over and over again in this series is like people just wanting to use Katniss but not actually caring about her as a person, which is why we do get characters who like genuinely care about her. It is so meaningful and it's so important that she has those people because people are dying every single day and she's losing the people that are that are going to stick up for her and she's being left with these people who just want to use her like district 13 uses her just like the Capitol did and while the scenario is different and while it's at least for a cause that she believes in it's still like they're like okay now stand in front of the camera and like throw yourself into the middle of like a battle and and do all these things. And it's like, okay, you could argue that, like, well, they tried to keep her out of active combat, but she chose to do it anyway. But it's like, do you ever, do you think that Coin actually cared about her safety and well-being? No, of course not. She just didn't want Katniss in the field because Katniss would do something that she couldn't control. Again, because she wants to control everything. Again, just like Coriolanus Snow. They have almost the exact same, like, personality in that, like, and this is something I'll talk, I started talking about last week with Ballad too, and I talk more about it, which is that, like, it doesn't matter what Snow is doing when he's younger, it doesn't matter what, what, like, what his childhood was like, you can tell what kind of person he is based on the way that he views the world of, like, I need to be better than everyone else, I need to be in control of every situation, and I need everyone to know that, like, I'm what matters, and Coin is the exact same way. In that, like, she only cares about people as long as they can serve a purpose to her. That is literally President Snow 101: is that he doesn't actually care about people unless they can benefit him in some way. Again, read *The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes*. All the people that he cares about in that book, yeah, yeah. I can't say it, but yeah, you, you know, you get it. If you've read it, you get it. If you haven't, you will get it soon. Um. And that's like again, literally coin. And so I think that like when people are like, "Oh, that are visiting Coin and Snow is it like Coin pretended to be good. Snow does the same thing to the people of the capital. He's pretending like, oh, he's protecting them from the districts. He's making sure that they don't ever have to like relive the horrors of the war. But it's all just for him. He doesn't actually care about any of them. Just like Coin doesn't really care about the people of thirteen. At least as long as they are supporting her rise to power, that is as much as she cares and needs them. And so in many ways, they are, again, two sides of the same coin. It's almost like this was all very intentional because Suzanne Collins never writes anything without purpose or intention because she is a genius um, and literally, like, maybe the greatest writer of all time. Um, To me, she is. So, but yeah, she definitely had some role in Prim's death, even if she didn't drop those bombs, which, like, let's face it, she probably did. Uh, Because it just makes the most sense and is the most in line with, like, her goals and her motives. I said this already, but I think I really love that we don't actually know a lot about, like, who she was before Mockingjay. Like I said, we got that small thing about her family. But, like, we don't know how she came to be the president of 13. We don't know what she did before that. And obviously she's not quite old enough. Well, coin's age spoilers for the Ballad of songbirds and snakes so like skip forward a little bit if you don't want it i'll try to be vague still but i i i've seen this theory okay that lucy gray baird is actually president elma coin like that like that's what she becomes in the future first of all coin's not that old guys like snow is old coin is not that old i promise you like the disrespect to Julianne Moore to say that she even looked that old, offensive, um, and also, what? Like, look how terrible of a person Coin is. Why would Lucy Gray be doing any of that? Like, this theory, maybe I would maybe consider if Coin was, like, a good person and an actual, like, hero and leader, like, she claims to be, but she's literally not, and so the, like, character assassination that that would be of Lucy Gray Bear to say that she's Alma Coyne, the slander, the slander to my girl, don't ever speak on her again, don't ever speak on her again, which, like, okay, I, I, I see the, like, I personally don't believe that she got to district, like, the theory that she went to district 13, because I have my own theory that I'll talk about, like, once we're actually there and valid, but I, only want to talk about what was relevant to this episode right now. But yeah, no. Slander. Keep Lucy Gray's name out of your mouth if you're going to say that she's Alma Coyne because she would literally never. Um, anyway, Alma Coyne, girly, I hate you. Um, so glad Katniss killed you. That scene is so slay and so iconic. And I could talk more about it, but I kind of talked it a million times already. And it has more to do with Katniss anyway because all Coyne did in that scene was die. Best thing she ever did from a certain point of view. And by a certain point of view, I mean mine. I'm trying to think of other things that fit into this, like, overarching plan that she had. But it really all just came down to power and control, which is, again, exactly what Snow's plans always come down to. And they're both willing to do literally anything for their own gain and for their own power. Which is always a perfect recipe for a villain, because person who is willing to kill or hurt or do anything... Just so that they can have power. Never gonna be a great person, I can tell you that much. Um, but yeah, I do think that coin is a, a genius character. She's an incredibly well-written character. Because, like, yeah, by the time that you realize just how bad she actually is, is the time when Katniss realizes it, and by that point it's too late. Like, it's it's it starts at the beginning. Yes, she never really trusted coin and she never like she knew coin was doing bad stuff whatever she knew she disagreed with the things she was doing but she was like whatever maybe she still has the best interests of the country and the rebellion in mind i just disagree with how she's doing it but then by the time she gets to the capital and Peta shows up and she's like and boggs is like um coin wants you dead probably and she's like okay well whatever like i've kind of you know, we've had we've had our beef in the past. Like, I guess me dying would kind of help the rebellion. Like, she still kind of try like not justify it. Cause It's like that's still so messed up. But also, at this point, Katniss doesn't even really like care about her own life. Like, she's just wants to kill Snow, and that's that. But when it's Prim, that is when everything shifts for her, and that's when it hits her of like, oh my god, this has been the plan from the beginning. And then Coin literally killed my sister just to shut me up basically and that's like that it takes us all the way back to that first the scene where coin like reads out katniss's demands in front of 13 as she asked her to basically like hold her accountable for it but then at the end she's like if katniss everdeen fails to fulfill her mockingjay duties this deal will be terminated essentially and that's what the the opening quote i chose was was coin being the first person to publicly brand her as a threat because coin is like okay fine two can play at that game I'm going to get up here and be like, you better do what I'm telling you to do or else we're basically going to, like, we're going to probably execute or at least, like, severely punish Peta for the things he said. Because that is, like, the biggest thing she can hold against her at that point. But, yeah, again, when it becomes about Prim, it's like Katniss can't just, like, let her get away with that anymore. Because, obviously, Prim is the most important thing Trina has been since the very beginning and that is like it Prim's death is just like as much as it is literally probably the saddest fictional death ever to me definitely the saddest within this series um but like maybe ever it's also like so necessary and so well written on so many levels and i talked about this i think in my prim episode of like from the minute that her name was drawn at that reaping cat was was never going to be able to save her um But I have seen people being like, it frustrates me so much that Prim had to die because, like, Katniss, like, literally everything happened in this series because Katniss wanted to protect Prim only for her to die in the end. I'm like, you are literally saying what the point is and then saying that, like, you didn't get it. And I'm like, but you do get it. But that is the point. Yeah. It sucks that Katniss literally did everything she did. To protect Prim. It all started with her promise to protect her sister. Like literally, the first page of the book is about their relationship to each other. And the series ends with her not being able to protect her. And then with her getting revenge on the person that is responsible for that, which is what she always wanted. It's why she wanted revenge on Snow. Yes, for all the other things he did, but like from the beginning, the thing that like sparked that, uh, spark fire. Anyway, I'm so sorry. Um, was Prim's name being drawn at that reaping. And then, at the very end, when she could have killed Snow, she killed Coin instead. Yes, for the country, but also for Prim, and to finally, like, get her revenge on the person who really, truly took Prim away from her, because it was her actions that led to Prim's death. Not Gale's. Again, I said this before, I hate Gale for so many reasons, but I... He was not responsible for prims death even if those were his weapons like i'm not saying that's great i'm not saying those weapons that he created were good in any way like they were still terrible and he shouldn't have ever advocated for using something like that but he definitely was not in enough in coin's inner circle because as much as i hate gail and i think that he sucks he did genuinely want to look out for candace's family Katniss Candace and her family i should say and so there is no world in which he was a part of any plan that was going to result in Prim's death knowingly. And I don't even think that he was a part of the plan to drop those bombs. Like, I I just have to, I have to believe that he would not be on board with something like that. Like, again, as much as I don't like him, I don't think that he is, like, the villain that people make him out to be. But Ed, this is not the Gale episode, though. But I was saying, like, i mean it is the coin episodes i'll say like people that act like gale is worse than like coin or snow i'm like you're simply incorrect okay and he and we're never supposed to think he's worse than them that's just something you came up with because miss suzanne collins did not ask you to think that and she never wrote anything to make you think that um but yeah so it's very much like snow is the real villain as is coin and they're both kind of a part of the same like class of villain <laughs> if that makes any sense um but yeah he anyway why am I talking about Gail I literally just did my gail episode two God this episode got really off track I feel like as much as I have like things to say about coin it all kind of boils down to the same like facets of her character and i think that she's, she's so interesting though but I also can't stop thinking about the ballad trailer that is where my thoughts are right now so I'll, next week's episode is gonna be interesting because I'm gonna have to a lot of time to talk about that and like I will be talking, like, I have things to say, um, I also, <laughs> if you go on my TikTok account, which is at Tales of Panam, um, and it's always linked in the episode description, too, pinned video is me watching the Ballad of Songbirds and Stakes trailer for the first time, so it's my, like, my real true reactions to when I first watched it. I, you can literally see me, like, almost die when Sejan is planned came on screen like I almost fell over. Um, I'm not making this up like you just have to go watch it because it's really it's really good content. I knew I had to tape my reactions because I was like, uh, there will never be there will never be another me watching the battle of songbirds and Stakes trailer for the first time and this is a moment in history so I must document it and I'm so glad I did because it's hilarious. I also posted like three different videos talking about the trailer maybe more than that, but I will talk about it here too. so not to worry. <laughs> anyway let's move on to my closing quote which this is actually a quote from president snow and this is what i was talking about when i was saying like his assessment of coin i almost i actually almost chose chose the quote where katniss is like trying to work through like who actually dropped those bombs and then she's like and then there's like snow's account of what happened which actually makes a lot of sense and then she kind of breaks down like the things that coin did but i like the quote that comes from snow better just because of the fact that it comes from snow and like he understands coin on a deeper level than probably any of us ever can, because like I said, they're the same. And so he's like, he's like this literally whole speech is like, well, this is what I would have done if I were her. And like I respect her for that. And it's like, okay. I still like I know that we're talking about how bad coin is right now, but like, remember, snow is also terrible. All right. How could I forget? Spoiler alert, I did not forget, but this scene, because you've been so focused on coin. And you're like, mm, right, you guys are t- two peas in a pod, should have been besties, except they would have killed each other because they both need to have total control. Uh, but the quote is, make no mistake, she was intending to take my place right from the beginning. I shouldn't be surprised. After all, it was 13 that started the rebellion that led to the dark days and then abandoned the rest of the districts when the tide turned against it. But I wasn't watching coin." I was watching you, Mocking Jay, and you were watching me. I'm afraid we have both been played for fools. Ooh, this line gives me chills. And I also love it because it's like, still, s- co- Snow's like, skewed perspective on everything. Like, the whole like, 13 starting the rebellion that led to the Dark Days and then abandoning the rest of the districts. It's like, okay, from a certain point of view, yes, they did make this deal and basically like, hide underground and leave the districts with no weapons. And we've heard multiple accounts of like, why that was, or like, in defense of that, like, coin does it it happens with boggs too who's like a person that we actually like care about and respect when he's like yes we had these weapons but like okay we we drop a nuke on the Capitol. like they you know let's let's look at the domino effect here like and so it was not quite that simple it's not as black and white as snow makes it seem and it's also katniss flip-flops on her per- like opinion of district 13 a lot of like okay they did have weapons but like look they barely survived like especially after the like pox epidemic it's like the population of 13 got dangerously low and it's like if they had tried to help us and also they didn't they can't fight the capital all on their own even with the weapons they have they needed the other districts on their side the difference here is just that once they had all the other districts on their side coins still stayed back in the shadows while her people as well as the people of the other districts went um to go fight and die which like it's not, like at that point it's less district 13 and it's more of just her her being the one who stayed back and kept herself safe and out of harm's way by not ever letting the capital know that she was the one leading this rebellion because they didn't even know who she was like that is that is so not accidental and is so like when you think about it, it's like, how does the capital not even know the person that is leading the army or like leading the re- rebel effort against them? She had to like purposely work to make herself anonymous and unknown to the capital so that they wouldn't target her because she was just as much of a threat to them, if not more than Katniss was, but they focused everything on Katniss because they just presumed that she was kind of the one like, leading this thing, because she was the on-screen la- leader, she was the face that everyone knew, until the end, when Snow was like, oh, shoot, I underestimated coin, and I lost, and now I'm gonna die, but she also died, so we got rid of both of them in one moment, yay, anyway, um, but yeah, I do, I love that quote, I love, love, love the scene in the greenhouse with Katniss and Snow, um, I also- Oh my god, I love that scene so much in the book, too. I was going to talk about how much I love it in the movie, just because, like, Donald Sutherland is Snow, like, perfection. But in the book, it's so much more when you remember that Katniss, like, had not spoken a word since Prim's death. And the first time that she speaks is to Coriolanus Snow when he says all this stuff to her, and then she says, I don't believe you. Those were first words since Prim's death. And then he—that's when he says, "Oh, my dear Miss Everdeen, I thought we agreed never to lie to each other." Blah 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 blah. But then she leaves, and then she's like, "Maybe I kind of do believe him in a way. Like I don't think that he is necessarily like being honest, but also maybe he is right about Coin." Thanks for joining me this week on Tales of Panem. Next week I'll be back to talking about the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, and for those of you reading along with me, I'll be covering chapters six through ten. If you have any specific questions or topics you'd like me to cover, you can DM them to me on any social media or send them to my email, which is talesofpanem at gmail.com. If you'd like to leave a review of the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, it would be very appreciated. Thanks again for listening, and I'll be back next week.